Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining the Good News Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be with a very good friend of mine. She also is really historically in Canada, has done something that has changed our country. And I can't wait to, to talk about it with you. She has been on the front line bringing women, girls, into men's boys hockey. And it is, it is a huge thing that she's done. Can't wait to dive in with you. You're going to really enjoy this episode, I am sure. Justine is a phenomenal communicator. So fast your seatbelts, get ready, let's dive in. Well, hi, everybody. Thanks so much for joining the Good News Podcast. This is, uh, it's always a special episode, but this one's in, in particular special for me personally. This is a, a very good friend. Uh, Justine and her husband, Blake, are such good friends of, of myself and Katrina. Um, they're community leaders. They're both doctors, chiropractors. They're a part of our church here at NBUC. And man, Justine, love you so much. And just really grateful for you and for this conversation and for being on the Good News <laughs> Podcast today. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm excited about it too. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, let's jump right in. You know, you and I are both kind of wired that way, Justine. Let's let's <laughs> jump right in and and kind of backtrack a little bit so people know the backstory. And how did you and your family even get involved in this really um, um, impactful change that you brought to hockey, enabling girls, women to play with boys and, and men? And I, I know it's a long time ago, but it's still happening and partly because of what you did. But yeah, how did how did you become <laughs> The one to yeah, be a that part of that girl, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, definitely, and 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 it's super important because the discrimination is still happening today. So yeah. it is, uh, you know, I won in 1987. Court case started in 1981. Um, you know, the the whole the whole beginnings happened then, yeah. and yet uh, we're still dealing with discrimination so many so many years later, really 40 years later. So I started because, you know, my brother got so much attention playing hockey. Grandma and grandma came to watch him. Aunts and uncles came to watch him. But very important, my dad, I had divorced parents, would watch my brother play hockey, but would not watch me figure skate and do the figure eights and over and over and over again. I mean, my brother got that attention weekly and I would have a carnival once a year Mm. and, you know, they didn't show up. So I was, I was jealous. Like this started because I was a little kid, I was nine, 10 years old and I was jealous. I wanted what my brother had. We were born in the same year. Um, we're 11 months apart. Um, and, uh, you know, 10 months apart and, and we, I just wanted what he had. So I whined to my mom. I'm like, I want to play hockey. I just, I want to play hockey. And, and the first response from both my parents was girls don't play hockey. Like wow. that's not. I did figure skating. I did gymnastics. I did swimming. Um, girls have a role. I came up with a Catholic family. We, yeah. you know, the girls did the dishes, the girls did the cooking, the boys put the garbage out. Like that was yeah. the roles wow. um, that we grew up with. So yeah. uh, I whined more. Like that's what a kid yeah. does. Well, <laughs> like, hey, I just- hey, Justine, knowing you like I do, for you to be told girls don't play hockey, that would make you want to play all the more, which oh, is so awesome. Much- yeah. Uh, so- Eventually, my I wore my mother down. I lived with my mother, and she found me uh, a league, a girls' league. And um, I, so I'd been figure skating all this time. So didn't know the rules of the game, but I could skate. And yeah. so uh, I made the all-star team. Um, I was, you know, just turning ten. It was up to age fourteen. Um, I could play defense because I could skate backwards. I finally figured out I shot right. Like I literally didn't hadn't held a stick. I wasn't allowed to play uh, road hockey or any of those other sports on the on the street 
And, um, you know, I started to go to hockey school. They allowed me to go to hockey schools and I got better and I got better. And I was allowed to go to hockey schools with the boys. And it didn't take me long to realize that my brother got more than I did. He got more ice time, more coaching, longer season, uh, more gifts, like leather coats and better jerseys. I got orange jerseys and he got mesh, you know, away and home jerseys. The, the differences were outstanding. Mm-hmm. And 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 the fact that the games for me were sometimes two hours away and his were 20 minutes away with more games, even longer games. Um, mm-hmm. And then eventually the body checking that was in boys hockey, but it wasn't in girls hockey. So it didn't take me long to, with the, the help of my mother, to write a letter to the newspaper and said, I can play, but they won't let me. Can wow. somebody help me? And that's how I found my lawyer uh, through a reporter named Lois Kelchum. She overheard Anna Fraser saying, hey, that's pretty cool. Maybe I can help with that. And her family uh, took on the court case for free. Her kids, her her wife, uh, Anna, her husband and her kids took on the court case for free. I I mean, I had a single parent mother. There was no way we could uh, we could afford it. And uh, and and thus the court case started. It was a a fast court case, fastest in the history of Canada, three and a half years uh, to go from the Supreme Court of Ontario, Supreme Court of Canada, and back to the Human Rights Commission um, through my teenage years. And uh, finally, I was able to play. So it, mm-hmm. it worked out well. But I, in the time period, I never knew if I would win or if I would get my turn. Mm-hmm. And Justine, so at the time, there were no girls playing boys hockey like that that that, that just there had were, if they okay. pretended to be a boy so oh uh, i pretended to be a boy to be justin for a while that didn't work out as i started to like some of the boys <laughs> on the team or i wanted to you know date it, it didn't yeah. work to, to hide my identity and it just felt wrong oh, yeah um but in rural areas up to a certain age group sometimes girls could play cuz there was no girls uh league um women's hockey wanted to keep things separate but equal the problem is they were not equal and they no. still are not equal today yeah. uh so um in the in the Toronto area where i grew up uh, girls had to play with the girls and the boys with the boys um meaning that you got two separate and distinct um experiences they were not the same at that time yeah yeah no and, I, and i'd love to talk a bit more as we go along here how it it still isn't the same and how change is still needed um but just thinking back to those days like you said that was the fastest court case in canadian history but like three and a half years is a long time for me to hear about this, you waiting to be able to play for things to be made right. What was happening in those three and a half years? And and, and what was that like for, for you personally? What were you facing through that time? And what were some of the conversations? What were the, what was going on? That's a long time. I, I appreciate in history and the way the court systems work, it was, it was relatively quick, but that's still a long time, man. Like that's Especially yeah. when you're 10. Oh, you know, exactly. Right. Yeah. Think of 10 and, and, you know, I won, um, by 1987, um, and I was born in 73, right? Like it, it, that's a long period of, or a percentage of my life. Um, it was, it, now you would use the term depressing. Um, I suffered from headaches, migraines. I was in and out of the hospital every two weeks due to the stress. Mm-hmm. Um, my, you know, the hardest part was my friends just hating me, um, you know, uh, throwing things at me, uh, not walking in the schoolyard with me, wouldn't sit beside in classrooms with me, making fun of me. Um, 
you know, uh, calling me all sorts of names, my three best friends saying that they could not um, talk to me anymore because I had like the cooties as if I was like a drug dealer or something. Mm. So it was a very, very uh, lonely time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the friends was hardest. I, I just didn't fit in anywhere. Uh, my family, you know, lost promotions. My grandma and grandpa, you know, don't you know about the birds and the bees? Like, stop mm-hmm. this. Um, I had family members say like, you're ruining the Blaney name. Uh, mm-hmm. So the friends was the hardest, the family next. But, uh, you know, the media made me out to be, it was crazy. Like, and and the reason why I don't trust the media today, um, you know, I was either gay or I was sleeping with the players, or I was sleeping with the coaches. Um, I was getting doing special favors, or somehow I was just different. And maybe it just her, but no other girl. It even had a court case behind doors to say, ask me, would I, would they, if they just let me play, would I just drop all of this? And I, I had to think about it because, you know, obviously I was just young and I said, no way. Mm-hmm. Um, in the public, they, they wrote, you know, so many horrible things about me that it, it was scary. I had, um, you know, crank calls to the house. I was thrown um, off uh, down the stairs at Main Street Subway into a moving subway because I was that Blaney girl. Um, I was chased off buses to this day. I don't go on the subway or the bus alone. Like it just causes so much anxiety and stress, um, to be alone. Um, teachers kicked me out of classes. They tried to fail me from school. Um, so in grade 10, I had to switch high schools because I, they, I had to go to the board of education because even though I had an A average, um, I'd missed over 250 classes. So they thought they'd fail me. Um, and I had to go to the Board of Education to show my work and show my tests in order to pass mm-hmm. grade 10. So uh, it was it was tough times. And I, right. I don't think I could do it again. Like, honestly, yeah. I look back, and I'm like, thank God I was younger. Mm-hmm. If I had to do it again, knowing what I know now, I think it just hurt too much. You know, there's mm-hmm. so many nights that I would, you know, cry myself to sleep because I felt so lonely um, and, and alone from everything. And certainly when we talk about faith, like I gave up, I grew up in a Catholic family. They kicked my parents out. I tried to go to church on my own and then I just didn't fit in anywhere. And and my thought process was, um, you know, if there was a God, like they, they wouldn't treat me like this, like this couldn't be this bad. Mm-hmm. It couldn't hurt this much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave up. And I just said, there's, you know, there's no way there's a God if, if, if it's, if this evil, this, this, you know, people could treat me so bad and I'm so young. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I can look back now and say there were some friends, there were some angels that were supporting me along the way. Definitely, you know, my brother, David, but when you're younger, you're just, you're just focusing on the pain that you're, you're feeling right now at that, at that moment. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the pain hearing this all these years later. And I know, you know, it's, I guess my, my apology would be that you had to face that. I mean, obviously I wasn't a part of that, but just that, that we would have a society and it always makes me think, what are we facing today where someone else is facing that right now? Because it takes a while sometimes for society to catch up to change. And I want to go, right. I know, but I want to go back that I'm still learning. Like I fight for discrimination and Liberty and, and every single day, but I'm still learning like in my own office about, you know, patients with a wheelchair. Oh my goodness. Like this lip, this bump, this carpet in the way, this door in the way I have to learn every day about other, um, areas of discrimination and be open to those, those changes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Justine, it, it, it was obviously so painful and so hard. Um, did you ever 
feel like giving up like like because I, I mean i think oh, any idea we have or any project you know and this is a huge one it's there's this exciting phase where i could imagine hey we're gonna we're gonna fight this and we're gonna get women playing men's hockey and what a, a absolute make things right right and then and then but then it gets really hard and, and as you go through it and so yeah were there moments along the way where you felt like giving yes. up and and how did you yep. overcome that or how did you move through that yeah um, at the very beginning when I lost, uh, I lost the first two in the human rights commission and I lost in the Supreme court of Ontario and it was all over the news and people were like, just pointing the finger, like, see, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, friends just saying like, all you want is media attention. They weren't friends. They're just people yeah. saying that, you, you know, you're just ego driven and you just, you just want the attention. Um, and and the way my mom used to just say, like, and I wanted to give up. She said, you know what? Just think about it, sleep on it, and you'll always make a better decision in the morning. Mm -hmm. And when I woke up, I would just say, you know, this isn't just for me. This is for somebody else. I never thought at the time that I would win for me, that I would get a chance. But I knew that if I had a daughter, mm -hmm. I'd want them wow. to have a chance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there were definitely times that... Uh, I wanted to quit. Like it was just mm -hmm. so hard. But then, you know, there was there were people that just showed up. Yeah. Um, Odi Abu Jakra, like he showed up at the court case and he sat beside me. Mm -hmm. It was my goalie. And there were a few people who just sat beside me that I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. Um, there were uh different leaders, uh mm -hmm. leaf, um, different lawyers who tried to take over and not listen to me. Um, they just wanted the media attention too. And my lawyer Anna Fraser and her family were like angels mm -hmm. and and they listened to to this young teenager mm -hmm. who just said, I want to play and so I can look back now and see that those great people were in my life mm -hmm. um but at the time you know some of them were adults so they you know they didn't fit in um and sometimes it just didn't feel like enough you know yeah. that yeah. yes they were there my mom was there my brother was there but it felt like they didn't understand mm -hmm. um and they certainly weren't there when you were alone going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with your own pillow. So there were times to give up. Um, but I just looked at it like another hockey game. Like you mm. lose hockey games and you go back to play again. Like yeah. you love the game so much. And I believed in this so much that I just wanted to keep playing and keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for continuing. So glad that you did, Justine. Uh, so glad. Um you you mentioned, I think if I heard it right, that that you were given an offer where if you just stop all of this, we'll let you play. Um, that would really? be an, that would be a very enticing offer, I would think. And so, what 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 enabled you not to take that offer? Because many would just take that offer and say, okay, at least I get to play. This is you know what I really what I really wanted, perhaps. But but there was something much bigger going on for you, is my sense. So, but what yeah, what what enabled you not to take that offer um, and keep going? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. I grew up with amazing stories. Um, one of them is my, you know, my grandparents in the war, uh, you know, my grandfather hiding Jewish children, um, hiding himself from the Germans in order to help other children and help other families ride his, you know, bike with no, no tires um, mm -hmm. to get just an ounce of milk in order to help others. My grandmother um, sending his, her three white female children to an all black school um, Versus the school that was uh, further away that would be all white. 
because mm. she just said it was a great school and all mm. people are loved by God. Mm. I grew up with a story of my grandmother saying, I know we can't afford fish on Fridays, um, but that's okay. God loves us anyway. Mm. I grew up with uh, my ring. Um, my dad gave me this ring and he wears it and it says integrity is our best virtue. Mm. And I grew up seeing that on my dad's hand. Um, and so with these stories of my family, I knew that I just had to stick to my heart. Um, even if it meant that I wouldn't get a chance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. And my guess is you may not even have realized all of that then, but looking back, you realize this is, this is who I am. This is where I've come mm -hmm. from. This is how I got here. And uh, you know, I just, I, I think it's a great opportunity for us all to give thanks for those that have gone before us, those that have led the way, those that have impacted yeah. our lives. Sometimes people don't realize that, but everything we do every single day matters. It has such a significant in influence on, on who we become. Um, you mentioned uh, your daughter, you mentioned who is Hannah and 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 Justine and Blake also have a, a son, Teo. Um, both, uh, for my opinion, are extraordinary young people who uh, just have so much game and, and so much beauty and, and, and so much potential and, and living in, in awesome ways. You know, how have they been impacted, Justine, by, by all of this? Because my guess is um, they are. <laughs> I, I'm sure that they are. But how, how would you say that they're, they're impacted by, by all of this? It's a difficult question, but I do think, uh, you know, they've heard the story. And I think that they are also uh, able to fight for others and able yeah. to um, even stand up for themselves. Um, you know, I, I can remember them, uh, you know, standing up to a teacher and the teacher's not liking it, you know, <laughs> but they, they knew that even, you know, five, six years of age, they knew what they wanted and they knew to stick up for themselves and their friends. Yeah. Um, and in my daughter's case, I wanted her to play hockey, you know, yeah. I wanted her to be the little hockey player, right? And I put her in hockey equipment and she was so defiant. She would line up that face off and not move a muscle. Even though she could skate, she wouldn't move a muscle and she proved her stubbornness that she said, no, no, I want those white skates. And oh. she being one of an amazing figure skater and yeah. taught me a lesson that we're all different and we have to celebrate our differences. And just even though it was what mommy wanted, she, I had to recognize that she was beautiful and had other talents and certainly became, you know, probably the best skater in our whole household, the best athlete in our household. Um on the ice, as far as doing balance skills and not the body checking that my son likes, but to to recognize their differences. Yeah, uh, you know. Then I wanted him to play lacrosse. Lacrosse was my one of my favorite sports, and I had to listen to him. And he said, "No, no, I want baseball." Mm. You know. So they had yeah. the strength, they have the ability, and I I love that my son, you know, chose Alpha, mm. and to do that without us, you know, mm. to be able to choose his faith. So. And, and to celebrate it with others. So, um, you know, I'm proud of both of them. Mm. And uh, I do think that it, I hope that, you know, years later, they will also still stand up for those and be open to yeah. listening to those. Because a lot of times you don't know what those challenges are unless you ask questions and not make quick decisions. Yeah, 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 no, for, for sure. Well, I... Uh... I would echo what you said about because I I'm I'm one of my greatest joys and privileges knowing your family like I do and both Hannah and Dale are absolutely living that way and uh, I've seen Hannah on the ice do things that I, like my mouth drops and I've <laughs> I've played a little bit of hockey with Dale on the ice and uh, oh my goodness <laughs> he's so good. yeah get out of this way but, but what I hear from you Justine is is they're great athletes but they're also great people you know and what we're talking about is beyond the sports. 
there's something bigger going on on who we are as, as people and and just hear that all through your story and and who you've become it started through the sporting scene but just just love who you are in our community in your life in your home um I, i'm wondering as we think about this because we've mentioned this a few times today so I, I think it's really important that we go there as well and that is you know, we, we've, we've come a long way. Like, we, we, praise God. Like that's, that's really good, but we still have a long way to go. Even when we talk about gender equality, uh, especially in the sporting scene, you know, but um, can, can you talk a little bit about where you see, we still need to go uh, maybe starting with, you know, the sporting scene, if, if you will, and, and gender equality, but, but even beyond that too, because we're, we're talking about life as well as sports here today. And they all, they all kind of flow together, you know? Mm-hmm. They absolutely do. So it's still in sports. Females are discriminated against uh, as far as field time, floor time, ice time, finances, sponsorship, uh, the time of day, the amount, the coaching, the training, whether you go from the amateur level to the Olympic level is still not equal, Mm -hmm. but much better. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you look at the average pro male athlete to the average pro female athlete, you're talking billions like massive amounts of difference as far as media support that then becomes leadership for young other female athletes so that they can have their leaders and their stars that they look up to. So in sport, we still have a long way to go. And just to bring it back home, like even in our high schools locally, I won't name out the high schools I speak at, but girls prohibited to play football. Girls prohibited to play on um, some of their high level basketball teams because they're girls. And they say, well, they have a girls team. There's a difference. The mm-hmm. levels are not the same and they're prohibited simply because they're a girl, which is still against the law. Yeah. Uh, so, t- and teachers and principals just don't know the law. Um, so they prohibit the young girls, even if there is no team or if there is a team, even things in our high schools where they say it's boys football, boys hockey, boys basketball, that limits our young girls from feeling like they can play. They mm-hmm. can try out even. Mm-hmm. We've had in our own high school locally where girls were told they had to carry all the water and all the equipment if they wanted to try out. Mm-hmm. We have girls that are told they're not allowed to go on the weightlifted team. They're told they can only do the aerobics team. Mm-hmm. And the only prerequisite for the weightlifting team is that they can lift more at the end than they can at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have a local university that has a gym and the 45 pound bar. And you can tell I just finished working out, but the, uh, The 45-pound bar has a blue band on it, and the 35-pound bar has a pink band on it. Mm. Is that not discrimination Mm. for the boys and the girls? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this goes beyond sport of male and female. Now we get into um, different genders Mm -hmm. and different bathrooms and different accepting of transitions where where we're switched all new ground and people and make judgments versus ask questions and say, how can we include them? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This goes into the workforce. Mm -hmm. This goes into the division that we're seeing today in our society, rather than understanding all of people's different views on masks and and vaccines, ask questions, Mm -hmm. learn more. Mm -hmm. If it goes to disability about wheelchairs or Um, people who are deaf. Um, There can be all sorts of areas where we're just, we don't understand. And our goal is to ask questions, learn more and accept, accept and celebrate our differences. And so this is, this is huge and it continues. And I got to tell you, this is why I chose NUBC. Mm. I church shopped. I was, um, you know, 
not ready to go to church. And and I know that my husband Blake wanted to, and he wanted to for the kids and we church shopped a lot. Mm-hmm. And I loved it was communion, and I always felt left out of communion. If there were, you know, family did weddings and funerals, I never went up. I'd stand there by myself. Blake would go up, and I'd stand by myself. And I'm like, I'm not. I don't feel uh, accepted. Mm-hmm. And I remember at NUBC saying, "Everybody's welcome. Everybody, whatever your faith is, what your sexual preference, wherever you're at, whether you go to another church, we are all welcome." And when I heard that, that was like, okay. I found a home. I found a place where it doesn't matter if I'm, 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 I don't know where I'm at. I don't know what I believe at yeah. that time. Um, I felt included and it was okay to, to not feel ready yet. Yeah. Um, and I was, I, it was okay to go up for communion to hold Blake's hand. And I shook to go up that first oh, time. Wow. I was scared, but I felt like it was okay. And um, it was you and Norm and, and like, that made the difference. And I want that feeling for everybody everywhere right right that on. even though you're not sure, and even though you're scared and you, you're not sure you're ready to commit that you can still be accepted. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One of our core values at NBC is to be radically inclusive. And, and, you know, that that's on all fronts. And as you say, even, even, even there's people listening to this, people watching this today, like you may not know um, or, or be, clear on who God is, or you might have some past experiences, like you mentioned some yourself, Justine, that, that have been negative towards that relationship with God. And so we always say, we just want to be open to everybody, a place where people can belong before they can believe, because where else are you going to find out maybe who God is, who Jesus is, who the Holy Spirit is. And, and, you know, Justine, we've, you know, we've, we've chatted a lot about, about the, this over, over the years, um, where you are today, as far as your faith and your relationship with God is, is really, is really quite amazing from, you know, where you've come from and some of the things that you'd experienced. And I, I love the way that you phrase it and, and, and frame it. So maybe you just, if, if we could talk a bit about that significant change in you and, and where you are today and how that impacts your life today too, but co- compared to where you'd been at one, at one point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started it, it, my whole philosophy, if it is to be, it is up to me. You know, I, I just grew up on that hard work ethic, Um, whether it's marks, whether it's sports, if anything is going to happen, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to push the river. Uh, So if it is to me, it's up to me. And, and uh, with Blake's help, I mean, definitely with my husband, Blake's help, he had more faith and, and thankfully to his parents who, to helped him, uh, you know, develop his faith and family and community around him. Um, he stood by me, even though I was a, I considered myself a wannabe. I wanted to have that faith, but I didn't feel I was included. I didn't feel I could with how much I'd been hurt and how much hurt I had seen. Um, and it turned with Blake's help, with NUBC, with friends, um, with chiropractic and the faith in chiropractic and the miracles that I saw in the office. Mm-hmm. It turned to be as Instead of it is to be, it's up to me. It turned to be, if it is to be, it's up to God and me. Hmm. And meaning that I don't have to do this alone. Hmm. I don't have to be perfect. I just have to keep learning. And I can still put that effort in, hmm. um, that, that I'm still meant to work hard. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's changed my whole way of um, accepting myself and accepting that, you know, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still in process of, of being the best person I can be the best mother, the best friend, the best sister that, you know, the best uh, wife, um, the best servant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's okay. I'm in that process and I'm accepted anyway. Mm, I, I love that. If it is to be, it's up to God and me, you know, and, and, 
And um, love to kind of drill down into a little bit, what, like, what does that mean? And, and how do you even maybe experience that, even an example? Because I think sometimes people can go one of two ways, can go kind of where you were, hey, it's all up to me, you know, and, and that can be very lonely. Um, I can quickly slide into that mindset as well. Just, you know, going to work. I got a problem. I'm going to work harder. You know, I'm going to work longer. And, and it's not that work isn't important because then sometimes people go to the other side where, you know, um, I don't want to say airy fairy, but just it's only up to God. And I have no role in that. And that I know people who that's been a barrier for them coming to faith because that doesn't make sense to them. And it doesn't make sense. That's actually not the gospel. Like the gospel, the Christian gospel is that God came in Jesus and God was in him. He had a role to play, but God was also within and playing that role. The same is true for all of us. There's this deep belief that the spirit, the Holy Spirit is in all of us. And so we we're resourced. We have this power beyond ourselves, which is amazing. But we we still kind of play a role in that. You know, we're partnering with God to to make these things happen, to to create change, to do the things that we're talking about. So how does that, because that's a huge shift. I, and I just love the way you so clearly name it, Justine. Like it's so awesome. How does that play out in your life? How does that day-to-day or you know, maybe even a concrete example, where does that come into, into um happening? That this whole, if it's to be now, it's up to God and me. <laughs> it, it the the biggest part is being open to the miracles that are around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and whether it's the small or, or even if you think it's huge, the beautiful yeah, colors yeah, that we're seeing yeah. right now, um, uh, the, the, the birth of my own two children um, and the family and the support that are around us. But the miracles that I see in the office and the, the transitions of are, are phenomenal. And the things that sometimes happen that you just cannot explain Uh that that happened, you know, um, an example was I had, I get lost often. I do not have a good GPS. My husband is great, but I had this extra clothes that I was going to give to a family, um, for their daughter, uh, cause my, my daughter had, you know, purged some clothes before going to uh, chiropractic college in California. So I had these clothes in the back of my trunk and, um, I got lost And the next thing you knew, I was in front of that house that I needed to deliver the clothes. And I didn't know I was going there that day. I saw them out on their front veranda and I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm right here. I'll stop right now. (laughs) How does that happen? You know, these weird, whether you call them coincidences, when they happen and you're, you're open to seeing them, they happen more often. And so now that I, try and work on that, whether it's time in prayer, time in meditation, time with my Zoom church families, yeah. um, to keep being better, to time in reading about um, the, the power that's out there that's bigger than me, the mm-hmm. universal intelligence, the innate intelligence, and even in inside of our bodies that that's pretty awesome and how we're made and how we heal. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think the more that I open myself to seeing these amazing coincidences, which are just miracles to me, um, the more my belief becomes stronger. And I do question it at times. I'm not perfect. Uh, but when I surround myself with good people like you guys and 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 make a point of being around like-minded people, um, I get better. And it makes me a better person overall. And it helps me to stay in the right lane, if you will, because sometimes I feel when I'm, when I am under stress, when I'm things feel too big or too heavy. I can veer off, you know, veer off my path. And if I surround myself with the right people, they, they guide me. 
Um, and an example is when I make a mistake, you know, something that you think, oh, I, sh- I could have done that better. It's not that you even did it bad, but you're like, mm-hmm. I could have done that better. And you have self-judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when you're around people that love you, yeah. no matter what, just knowing that you're going to be, do the best you can. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, that's God and me working together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, you know, I would, uh, I'd love to do a, another podcast sometime, Justine, this would be so interesting. Um, you and Blake with, with Katrina and myself, and, and just the way that we, we're so different within our, within our couples, you and Blake and me and Katrina, but how I think, you know, there's just this beautiful blessing that happens together because the word that's popping up for me and I, I'm, I'm hearing Blake and I'm hearing Katrina, the words grace, you know, and they're just, so good at, at grace and 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 that, that's always a good reminder for me too that do my part for sure but yeah there's something else bigger than me going on i can lean into that too there's this thing called forgiveness and you don't have to be perfect and grace grace is such a beautiful thing oh man justine one one last thought i just want to kind of check in with this one to, to end off here today um we we aren't where we want to be yet especially when it comes to to gender e- equality and and so what would be we, we always want to you know um, do what we can. <laughs> We're going to listen for God's leading and and for sure trust that God's working beyond us. But we do play a part. We have a role. You What you did so many years ago uh, is still is continuing to influence and impact and change this this country and, and, and beyond that and, and really glad for that. We all can't do that. You know, I mean, that's not necessarily we all can perhaps, but we don't all have the situation where that's what we need to do even. But but what what would you suggest for where we are today, what what can we be doing? What can we be thinking about um, to continue to bring the change that needs to happen so that there is gender equality that's better than where we are today? Because again, we've come a long way, but we still got a ways to go. I want to be real about that as well. Mm-hmm. I think the the most important thing is being aware of our um, inadequacies in understanding, being yeah. aware that we we are ignorant at times of other people's challenges. Uh, Similar to me, just learning about wheelchair challenges. Like I just didn't know. So sometimes the interviewing, walking in someone else's shoes um, and being able to ask questions. But the first step is realizing that you don't know it all. Mm -hmm. You, just because you've lived this way, um, you don't know, for example, the the fears, the challenges uh, of native people and and they're, their challenges today um, until you ask more questions Mm -hmm. and read as much as you can. So um, I I think we do have a long way to go. We are getting better, but the very first step is realizing that we don't know as much as we think we do. Um, And um, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. There's so much out there still to learn. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Love it. You know, that awareness, education, um, that openness. We've mentioned openness several times, eh? And and sometimes it's the little things. That, like so, you know, friends. Just before we started, I I, I said, just you know, I was so excited about this conversation, and and I love the way you caught me and beautifully, grace graciously reminded me that I didn't quite have it right. So what what it was, was I said, oh, who who's who's what little girl is going to hear this story and they're going to rise up and help bring this change? He said, absolutely. He said, and what little boy as well, right? And I I loved that reminder to me that this is about all of us fighting and working together 
Um, and that was a that was a great reminder. So you know, language matters. These little things really really matter. And and so I, you know, I want to give you a pat on the back. And say you you did that beautifully. Point that out to me. And 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 I love it. I love it. Like I and that's yeah. that's how we all because sometimes we just don't realize. You may have the best of intentions. Like, you know, I think you know where I'm at on this conversation. <laughs> but but I can still miss right. I can still not be aware of what my language might see, you know, and, and like, so those little things really matter. That's also, I guess what yeah. I would encourage people around it. I mean, and, you'll find I this funny, add- Justine, when, when sometimes we're working out and, and I've heard someone say, uh, I'm not going to name them because uh, I'm going to not put them under the bus here, but they'll, they'll have said, Oh, are, are you going to do, <laughs> and I'm so sorry about this, but as I, are, are, if you're, if you're getting tired, you can do those as girl pushups. And, and I always say, I always say they're, they're from your knee pushups. And I dare you to tell, to call those, those to Justine, cause she'll, she'll get you in a push up challenge. That's going to, you know, mess you up. You know what I mean? And, and, but, but again, just, just, you know, that language that, that maybe it's cause we've heard, whatever we just, we're not thinking sometimes, you know, but those little things really matter to be intentional, to think about these things and change will continue to come and we can be a part of it. Yeah. Sorry. You're going to say something. Yeah, please, please. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and those comments happen when you need a girl in the first court in the, in the front court, you need a goal, uh, a girl on the court. You yeah. have to pass to a girl, uh, in order to score. So, I mean, these comments start right in the grade schools yeah. at a very young age and we need to look towards changing them and accepting all our differences. But mm. the comment that I was going to say is that for every leader, you need a support system. I would never be where I am today if I didn't have my brother, David. Mm. Uh, he was um, my best friend and, yeah. and and supported me along the way, all the way. And if I look today, I don't think you'd be where you are today without Katrina. Or yeah. I wouldn't be where I am today without Blake. Yeah. Um, we need... Our, our 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 family. We need our close friends to uh, to be honest with us and help yeah. us be the best person we can be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. You know, maybe that's a great place to end and and just close with a prayer, giving thanks for those people who we get to ride this life with and and bring this change about and and do amazing amazing things. So yeah, let me pray to close, Justine. Yeah, thanks so much for today. And people for your friendship and for your leadership. Mm, it's a pleasure. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. But Lord, we 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 covered a lot of ground today and, and thank you for every every piece. Uh we we we've named some really significant things. Th- thank you for the people in our life who've gone before us, who make us who we are today, our parents, our grandparents, our family, our friends, those those angels that come alongside and we think back to Justine's story when she was in the thick of it, when she was in the, the darkest moments, um, it was hard, but you were there and, and there were others who you put around her. And so as people face whatever they're facing today, may they know they're not alone, that you are with us and others come along with us as well. We believe that you want a world where justice reigns, where where people are treated with respect and, and equality. And so w- when we think about genders and, and race and and all uh, sexual orientation all across the board may you help us do whatever we can to bring change to be part of this movement where we can be human beings together that's the way you design the world the way you dream of the world of being and we want to play whatever role we can in making that happen thanks again for this conversation for your blessing in and through it all in jesus name we pray amen amen Awesome. Hey, well, thanks again, Justine. Always, always good to be with you. Appreciate all that you brought to the conversation, the Good News Podcast today. Have a wonderful day. Yeah, thanks, Justine. You too. Bye now.
Well, I told you Justine was a great communicator. Oh man, I just I just love the energy, the passion, the the clarity, the the, the way she uses words. Like even even that phrase that she used to talk about how she's changed as far as her relationship with God, where it went from if it's going to be, it's up to me, to if it's going to be, it's up to God and me. One, theologically, like that's that's huge. Like that's a it's a big change. And I, I've seen that in Justine in her life and her leadership. It's amazing. But also just the phrasing of that. I, I, I've always remembered the way Justine puts that. So hopefully that's helpful for you as well. And friends, as we as we end off today, let's take that challenge of what can we do? The language we use, our, our awareness, our, our openness, our, our humility, whatever is a courage, whatever's needed to bring a, 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 an equality around gender, but also around all the other areas of the human race that aren't right yet either. God wants it. We want it. Let's do it together. So thanks, friends, for being a part of the Good News family. Please follow us on Instagram, Good News with Jamie Holtam. You can share this podcast with someone who you love, and that'll also extend our reach and connection. Love for you to be a part of it and help us out in that way. God bless you, friends. Awesome to be with you as always. Until next time.